welcome to episode 4 of the GBHBL Whiplash. It's Carl from Games, Brains and Bang Life here, GBHBL.com. And we're back again, another week, flown by. It's a rainy Monday afternoon, you can hear it outside. I'm going to sit here, play some new music from a couple of bands, and talk through, some, talk through some news and other interesting bits and pieces that have come up this past week. And we've had some big album releases just gone this Friday. So we're talking a bit about them as well as giving you a preview of what will be coming up in the next week over on the site. Now do not forget you can find us at gbhbl.com. You can find us on Facebook, GBHBL, Twitter, GBHBL underscore official. You can find us on Tumblr where the site's content is recreated, reproduced over there. Where on Instagram is GBHBL. Of course, this podcast on SoundCloud and available on iTunes. And if you're feeling really fancy, feeling really like, oh, those guys rock, pop across to patreon.com. Patreon.com forward slash GBHBL and throw us a couple of quid. All the money you give is ploughed directly back into the site, buying equipment and new and interesting stuff to help us make better content because that's what we're now sort of beginning to ramp up and do. This is obviously episode four. We have some exciting news and that we have recorded some podcast specials that are going to go in between these weekly or however often episodes. The first two have been recorded and will go up in the near future. The first one in midweek of this. And the first one's going to be, well, I'll give you a bit of a preview, I suppose. It's a Machine Head special where myself and Unholy Dark Lotus basically talk for 70 odd minutes about Machine Head and why they're an important band to us and... We talk about our albums, we talk a lot about the new album, some strong opinions on it as well, so it's well worth checking out. And then a little bit later on, a couple more weeks down the line, you'll find podcast special number two, which will be about some of our most influential albums. So yes, we're going to kick things off with one of two tracks that we have for you this week. The first one coming from Cosmogar, and the track is Frailty. It's off the debut album Eternity. The album was released digitally on March 9th, but it's also going to get a physical CD released now, and that's out on March 30th via Flowing Downward, which is like a new label from Avant-Garde Music. The Cosmoga are a black metal duo that are actually split between Prague and Shanghai. And trust me, Eternity is an ambitious and exciting release. We've already reviewed it over on the site. You can go over there and check it out. I now really, really loved it. Guys are great. You can check out any interview we've done with them as well. They've also been our track of the week. So I'm very excited to share this new one with you. Uh, the album was literally just released. So you can go and pick it up now. But sit back and enjoy Frailty. It's a damn good song.
Told you, didn't I? Brilliant song. So that was Frailty from Cosmogur off the debut album, Eve Eternity. The album is out now, so go pick it up. And if you want, if you're a fan of your physical releases, you're, you want to have your CD in your hand, you want to add it to your collection, that's out on the 30th of March via Flowing Downwards. Right, moving on. I'm going to talk about some of the releases this week. Kind of give you a little bit of a, not a preview, because the reviews are already over on the site, but just a sort of re retread, really, if you don't read and you want to hear. It's about Judas Priest's new album. Priest have released a brand new album called Firepower. It's out now via Sony Music. It's the 18th album from the British heavy metal legends. Can you believe that? It was released on March 9th. It's 14 tracks of old school, classic heavy metal. You know, you know what you're getting with Priest. It's screaming solos, huge metal riffs, thumping drum beats, and obviously Rob Halford's unmistakable screeching high-pitched vocals. So, both the title track and Lightning Strike are so very priest in that they follow the verse chorus verse chorus format that has served them so well is the thing there's no complaints in that the hefty tracks exude heavy metal power the riffs pack a mean punch and halford is really on form throughout this album and on these songs particularly but where the modern slick production really becomes noticeable is on evil never dies something that doesn't compromise the band's classic sound sound it's the first showing a diversity that exists throughout firepower Proof that priests are still feeling adventurous, even though they're so far into their careers. You get the anthemic style of Never the Heroes, Raising from the Ruins and Traitor's Gate. They continue to show the scale of what priests are capable of pulling out of the bag. The latter of the three in particular, uh, Traitor's Gate, is amazing, makes a great shout for being the best track on the album. And even when harking back to their earlier years, priests still show they're capable of providing intense and head-bangingly enjoyable music. The likes of Flamethrower and Spectre will sit nicely alongside the likes of Painkiller and the Ripper, very comfortably. There's no fault in the rhythmic power of the guitars, and the flourishes that often accompany a chorus. It's stuff that gets the adrenaline pumping. Like I said before, Halford is in fine form, and while he isn't firing off as many of those high shrieks he used to, he's still delivering a near-pristine performance. Where, if anywhere, the album is found waning, it's probably with the Sabbath-esque style Children of the Sun. That one kind of fails to light a fire. It didn't really do much for me, that one, I'm afraid. Perhaps the most impressive thing about Firepit is just, it feels relevant. Lyrically, it's often rooted in modern issues. It doesn't sound dated and still feels daring. It will proudly sit alongside the classic Priest albums as a showcase of the band's excellent. So as you can tell, Firepower, we think, is a great album. It's certainly a great modern Judas Priest album. You know, you, you go into these things and you, you you can't be expecting albums on par with, with what we got, British Steel and stuff like that. You can't be. So, you know, you're kind of hoping it just doesn't damage their legacy. You know, please don't be a bad album. Please don't kind of not live up to even close to what you're able to do. Well, thankfully, Firepower doesn't do that. Firepower is a great Judas Priest album. Probably the best they've done in... In the last couple of albums, probably the best of the last couple. A lot of these songs are really, really good ones. So definitely, definitely, if you're if you're a fan, you should have checked it out already. But if you're not really, you know, priests don't really do much for you. Maybe just give it a listen. It might change your mind. Now we've been out and about this week, uh, seen a couple of bands, myself and Brendan on Holy Dark Lotus. Now, annoyingly, Brendan was supposed to record a section for his uh, Betraying the Martyrs gig that he went to at the beginning of the week. Unfortunately, after we did our two podcast specials, we'd been at it for like three bloody hours. Completely forgot, completely forgot. So I'll be doing a sort of a bridge version of what he, he wrote in his review. Uh, just briefly, Saturday night, just gone, was out at the Big Red in central London, Holloway Road. It's a pub, rock bar and so on, where they do bands. 
And uh, well, it was actually out for a birthday, so didn't actually wasn't going out of my way to see any bands. Didn't even know there were bands on. End up getting a text from Brendan saying, "Oh, do you know Morasses um, or Molasses is on?" Which is a band, a uh, Doomy. Uh, Doomy Stoner rock band that we really like. We've spoken to them, we watched them at Bloodstock and so on. Big fans of, oh, they're playing tonight. It's like, oh, cool, right, brilliant. Yeah, definitely. That'd be good to check out. And uh, by the time they hit the stage, oh, I was a little bit drunk. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit drunk, but really, really, really enjoyed it. You know, they were on for about, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Bit of a blur. Trying to think back to them and go, oh, yeah, what do I remember? I, I, it was really fucking good. Morasses and Molasses, it's, you know, hell of a mouthful of a, of a title as a band, are just, they're really energetic on stage as well for playing that whole Doomy Stoner rock thing. It's a lot of fun. They're good to watch and the music is fucking great. So they were great fun. The crowd was really into it. They actually pulled into a really big crowd by the end of it. A uh, nice little big sort of half circle, half moon around the stage. Everyone's sort of into it, banging their head. Great, great, great band. Kind of really, once again, confirming it because, you know, you don't see somebody for a long time or, you know, once they've stopped being... Not flavor of the month because that's a bit mean, but like once the album's gone and they've sort of um, not dr drifted away, I guess, because that's the thing. It's like okay, your album's been out for a while and no one's talking about you anymore and so on. It's like you kind of forget whether or not they're quite uh, not as good as you thought because that's stupid, but like as if they're quite as important. So you kind of get excited about seeing them. And it's like okay, you know, it's it's yeah, it's it is as good, you know. You can say you can go over to the site now and you can see a band feature interview we did for Bloodstock. You can see the reviews we did for Bloodstock as well. And, of course, you can read a review of their latest album. It was uh, These Paths We Tread. It was actually out on May 19th, 2017. Gave it a really, gave it 9 out of 10. It's the sort of blending of genres that even if you're not a big fan of the Doom, Sludge, Stoner, you'll find something really to enjoy about it. There's a lot of venom, a lot of upbeat toe-curling riffs. It's a hell of a surprise of an album. And they were great, really. If... if if they're on your radar and you're thinking, oh, yeah, I'll get down to see them. They're playing a local bar near me or my city or whatever. Make sure you do. Well, well worth it. So, yeah, as I said, Brennan went out to see Brennan Betraying the Martyrs, a French symphonic metal slash metalcore band founded in 2008. They've been touring steadily since the release of their third album, which was called Resilient. It came out in January 2017. Uh, big fan of the album Brennan is. He, he reviewed the lead single, Lost for Words. The London date, which was at the borderline, uh, borderline in London on the 4th of March 2018, is the fourth stop on an eight consecutive day tour around the UK and Ireland. It was originally planned to be at the garage in Islington, but the venue changed at the last minute. Presumably, we don't know, but presumably down to ticket sales. Because the main room at the garage has a capacity of about 600, whereas the borderline's more two to th 200 to 300. And even then, it isn't nowhere as full. Uh, the tour was called a Still Resilient Tour, and it's, you know, it's a cold and it's a damp Sunday evening in London, and especially coming off our Arctic weather conditions. It's kind of like, it, one of those things when it was kind of like, it doesn't show that uh, fans are not quite as resilient in coming out in support of bands when weather goes shit. I had a similar thing with uh, Orphan Land, if you remember, in last week's episode. So, uh, Brennan got there to see the main support band, Modern Day Babylon, they were just finishing setting up, so he caught all of that. He'd never heard of them, was a little concerned for them as there was exactly, we counted, 12 people watching them as they started the set, but they persevered and performed, which dragged people out of the shadows to watch what was happening on stage. It's always good for a band if the lurkers suddenly feel compelled to come forward. And Modern Day Babylon are a three-piece with a difference, mainly in that there is no singer. They were quite, it's industrial metal sounding. Lots of energy, and they put on a decent performance with the drums literally and figuratively front and centre, where you would normally expect the front man to be. 
Obviously, that makes the music quite drum-heavy with huge riffs and crunching beats that added the fourth member of a computer with sampling and program guitars. It's not something uh, I'm a big fan of or Brennan's particularly a big fan of, but it's made up for by like the amazing skills of the drummer, both in his ryth rhythmic prowess and incredible gurning. There's a reason why drummers are usually hidden at the back because of those faces they pull. You know, you got to look at the likes of Lars Ulrich and stuff like that, you know. But it was, you know, it was a, it was a decent warm-up. It left them like pretty much excited about it, you know. And then it's on to portraying the martyrs with a, with such a small stage and no real backstage area. There's, there was a long wait as modern-day Babylon disassembled all their equipment and carry it out. All while portraying the martyrs are setting it up. It's the kind of kind of thing that oh, kills momentum. I think kills momentum. Although at least it gives the chance for the crowd to swell. Fucking as well these people were, he says, because they're. Uh, whether they were just in the smoking area hanging outside, what becomes like 50 or so people is joined by the end of like more like 100. And they get straight into it with Lost for Words from the newest album. They stand strong and pour out a ton of energy as they demand interaction from the crowd. It's near impossible to not get involved with the infectious charisma from frontman Aaron Matz reaching to out, out to all corners of the room. Clean vocalist and keyboard player Victor Gulit has a similar energetic, energetic demeanour and seems popular with the ladies as we all gather in front of his side of the stage. The band sort of have to jostle for rumours. The stage is so small and they're trying to accommodate six band members. But they launch in the Word of World Ends from the second album, Phantom. It's an impressive start. And you can't help but think they probably deserve a bigger stage and a bigger crowd. There's a long track. There's some. There's a long break after this because equipment starts to break, you know. And while that allows the front man to sort of pull some jokes and have a bit of fun and stuff like that, it is a bit of annoying. So after the restart, you kind of feel momentum should have probably been lost. But... To be fair to the band, it doesn't take them too long for the energy and crunch and breakdowns to get everyone back headbanging again. And the band jump back to their debut release, Breathe in Life, and play Man Made Disaster. And that's kind of when you when they first pit of the night. And also kind of like a comical moment. So like I said, I'm reading this from Brendan's review. Um, so excuse me, I wasn't there. So the pit starts up and basically a security guard dashes across the floor to break up what he believes is to be a fight. So after he manhouses a few people to break it up, he, he basically gets explained to that they're not bloody fighting, that this is what happens at Metal Gig. You know, he, he looks baffled, but eventually able to sort of laugh it off and the pit goes on again, you know? Fuck knows what that security guard was thinking. Um, had he ever, you know, secured, been at security for a Metal Gig before? So the band is still going strong, and you know, it's impressive with their sound and energy, but even more so much how much fun they're having. We often talk a lot about this in our sort of live reviews, about how if a band looks like they're enjoying themselves on stage, it... It affects us. It's infectious. We want to see them having a good time. We don't want to see miserable faces. We want to look like, yes, even though they're only playing to 50 or 100 people, they feel like they're playing to 5,000. So the pit swells again as unregistered as played before the penultimate track, Disconnected, literally shakes the building with its neck-damaging breakdowns. The band are good enough that nobody tries to slip off early as they finish up with a great dis disillusion. A beast of a track, and one that leaves a small but sweaty and appreciative crowd cheering long after the band have said goodbye. Despite being marred with small issues, Portraying the Martyrs really bring a crushing show to the small London crowd. Equipment failures, a small stage, and an overly enthusiastic security guard did little to dampen spirits. It was a truly enjoyable night, purely because Martyrs are so bloody good. As for the venue, the sound was spot on, but it should, should be in such a small place. But beyond that, there's not much else to say good about the borderline. It's not the best venue at all. But I've, you know, end result, Betraying the Martyrs were great. Well worth giving them a shout, giving them a look, check them out and see what you think yourself. All right, moving on. We're going to talk another, about another album that was literally just released this uh, past Friday. Really want to talk about this one because basically there's a huge amount of momentum 
behind this band. We're going to talk about Conjurer and the release of the Maya, the delayed uh, release of the Maya. It was originally supposed to come out in February, but had a few issues, which meant it came out on March 9th. But we're here. It's now out. Uh, chances are, especially if you've been listening to this sort of podcast series and following us on the site and so on and so forth, is that you will have heard the buzz surrounding Condra, a UK heavy metal band. They're quickly becoming the UK's most talked about metal band. There's a fuckload of momentum behind them right now. Um, March 9th, as I said before, finally sort of released their debut album, Maya. It's been getting rave reviews across the rock and metal community, including us. We're going to talk about the album now. You can check out so many other reviews online about it. I don't want to plug others, but they are getting massively positive reviews from the biggest, biggest magazines going to the small boys like us and so on. So Maya, it's Choke that starts off this dynamic and stark sounding record. A track that is reminiscent of Gajora at the most brutalizing, possibly heavy and filled with so much impressive power. It sets the bar early as the bleak record attempts to constantly outdo itself. After the apocalyptic opener, both Hollow and Thankless showcases a little more restraint with a touch of a melodic rhythm mixed with a mind-boggling savagery. For all its unrelenting heaviness, Meyer is such a well-structured album. This isn't heavy for the sake of being heavy. What Condra have to say has to be played this way. The ferocity of their display is crystal clear, though. Nothing is lost here. If wretches barbarism, barbar, oh, for fuck's sake... Yeah, that doesn't scare you into hiding under the bed, then the title track will have you blubbering in fears. Conjurer, tear the roof off. There's no hiding from the burning ferocity that old flesh weaker than ash spits out. Not that it's a constant stream of abuse, though. The light but haunting melody proven to be quite comforting. It's a wonderful and game-changing album. It ends with the bulbous and thick-sounding metal of Hadel, an earnest finish that taps into the most extreme and intense level of hellish heaviness possible. It's going to be very tough to top this, top, top this release this year. We gave it 10 out of 10, so make sure you check out Conjure's Maya. We also saw him live recently at the Black Heart. On an earlier episode, you can read our review of that at the Black Heart in Camden. It was a great, great show. Packed out venue. So... It's out now, basically, with what I'm trying to tell you. Go check out Conjurer's The Maya. You can read these reviews over on the site, as well as an interview with the bass player, Connor, and what went down at the live show. It's an incredible album. Very proud of Conjurer. Very proud of the UK scene. Dropping such an incredible and momentous album. Right, we're coming to the end of the podcast now. Got one more track to play, but first, before we get to that, we're going to go through some upcoming releases that you can read about this week on the site. Don't forget, gbhbl.com. So, well, Brighton, UK-based heavy rock trio, The Rocket Dolls, are going to release Deadhead on the 6th of April. It's an album fueled by hook-laden riffs, 11 tracks of groove, bounce, and catchy rhythms. Then we've got Already Available Digity, the latest record from thrash metal band Violation, is getting a physical CD release on April 6th via Brutal Records. Visions of the Onslaught is the name of the album, and it provides unrelenting brutality and dark, brooding atmosphere, as well as infectious riffs and hefty guitar shredding. That's already available digitally. An interesting release now, an EP from Tafos that combines the Danish death metal's band's first two recordings, Demo, MMXVI, and the 7-inch EP, MMXVII, Roman numerals, into one release. Bit of a funny one, that one. Out on March 20th, we have a review of Blut Vial's new album, Mysteries of Earth, a raw piece of necrofilth and grim hatred. I like that, necrofilth. Then there is the upcoming new album from French black metalers Abduction, entitled, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Alaher du Crepsicle is a truly unusual listen. 
Not your conventional black belt release at all. And it's out, out on March 23rd. Then we have the Californian one-man old-school death metal band Rick to Shreds, which features Andrew Lee, ex-disincarnation. They're releasing My Zhang on the 27th of March 2018. And last review that's scheduled in right now for the entire week, Elusive Golden Age is the third full-length album from Canadian progressive death metal legends augury and that is released on march 30th 2018 so that's all going to be going up on the site this week in the morning slots the 8 a.m and the weekday the 10 a.m on the weekend uk times of course always check the site we chuck up extra reviews eps and singles throughout the days when they come up so i'm going to wrap up this podcast now with one final track a bit of a short one this week not so much to talk about mainly just talking about reviews and uh, what we were up to no news, so to speak. And of course, I think because we did the specials as well, they took us so much time, haven't quite got the energy to do loads here. So thanks for your list. Thank you for listening. Always appreciate it. Hope you want to hit that subscribe button. If you think we can do certain things better, let us know. Check us out on all the social media places I said at the very beginning of this podcast. So this new this track is called Plastic Glowing Stars, and it comes from Clawing, who are a drone noise ambient metal band from Alabama, USA. They released their debut album, Spectral, Spectral Estate, digitally on February 10th. We get a cassette version for collectors will soon also be released by Dulles Records. Now, the track is called Plastic Glowing Stars, as I said, and this is a very unique record. This is not going to be for everyone. I'm going to say that right now. This is very different they're certainly different for what we play in this uh, podcast what we played up to now if you expect any sort of heavy death metal and stuff like that this is not like that this is a very this is going to be a marmite this is a marmite record this might be a marmite song i think this is the best song off the album i really like this track so that's why i've chosen this one to play and the band were gracious enough to say yep it's cool play that one but it's certainly going to divide opinion so check it out let us know what you think. Let the band know what you think. Make, you check, make sure you check them out over on their social media. Pick up the album or pick up a track or two if you want to hear some more over on Bandcamp, Bandcamp and so on. The same goes for Cosmoga as well. Make sure you check them out too. These are the future. These are the guys working hard in the underground. Enjoy.
keep crying, keep crying, you won't get out.